0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the West Side Fairy Tales Horror and Lit Club. My name is Tyler Bell. I am your host, the writer, author, creator of the West Side Fairy Tales. Um, and if you are not familiar with these, if you are new to the podcast, you you don't have to listen to this. This is a non-canon, uh, non-fiction episode. This is a supplementary bonus uh little bit of bonus content that we put in in order to uh let you guys just get to know me a little bit more and for me to just have something always there in the feed for you guys. So you you don't you don't spend too much time without me, too much time missing me. And uh and during this we talk about horror. We talk about lit and we uh we 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 are a little club together. So welcome to the Westside Fairy Tales Horror and Lit Club. Today I'm gonna be talking about the new M-night Shyamalan movie, Knock at the Cabin, starring Dave Batista and others all right and with all that out of the way i can talk like a normal human being again um hi everybody hello hi there hey there and how are you i hope you're good uh man i have been busy busy as a fucking bee i swear to god for the last month and i I'm, there's not much to show for it i'm so sorry to everybody out there, uh, especially my, my, my much beleaguered and much-loved Patreon people uh, for not just getting everything, not putting out as much content as I want. But I assure you, on the back end, I am working my ass off. Uh, I've written a bunch of stories in the last month. Obviously, uh, the next episode of the West Side Fairy Tales, um, Sin Carriers, is going to be coming out almost immediately after this episode. So look forward to that. But man, God, I wish I could talk about all the stuff I've been going through, but i mean uh the the the, the big thing aside, there's something I, i'm I'm doing right now that I can't talk about because it is uh like trade secrets kind of deal, you know uh, I'm working with some other people, but um that has resulted in me having to just do a bunch of fixes, man. uh I had to basically just go through the podcast uh f- five years of of the podcast. And um like it just fix almost everything. And it has been it's it's wild. It's really like going in your basement if you haven't opened your basement door in like six years and just seeing what the hell has been going on down there. Or maybe not a basement, but like a crawl space. If anybody that has a crawl space, you know what I mean. You 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 find things, the stuff you thought was gonna be horrible and out of place and all fucked up, not that bad. Not that bad at all. As a matter of fact, completely reasonable and easy to deal with. And then there's other things where you're like, man, I was really counting on that not being an issue, and uh, life just says, fuck you, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, going back, listening to six years of the podcast, uh, for those of you out there, that's my rabbit doing that. Uh, ignore that noise. For those of you out there, um, that are new to the podcast. Um, I started this in 2016, literally, I think, uh, the week after the, the Trump election victory and like, God damn, it's just been a long time. And I am constantly getting better at this. And I think I've probably gone through this diatribe a million times in some fashion, but it always just, it never ceases to, to amaze me. It's one of those things where i've made a I made a ton of progress, and as you as I listen to my old episodes, I can see all the progress that I made, um not necessarily in storytelling quality, although they're, they're, that's there, but like voices, oh my God, I always thought my voices were fine, but Jesus Christ, some of them are pretty rough looking back um but mostly audio, oh my Lord, the audio is so bad, and for some reason. My guitar is out of tune in all of my old episodes and I don't recall it being out of tune when I recorded it. I think it's just something, something up. I, I don't know how to explain it, but something, something's fucking up. Something's fucky. Something's fishy, you know, out there and in, in Normandy. But uh, man, I, I had to go through and redo all that stuff. And it was just like four days of nonstop, bullshit man it was absolutely the most like this is a job this job has ever been it's data entry at its worst uh editing pulling stuff out refixing some of the audio doing this doing that finding things cutting things out putting things in and it has just been a mess oh my god i'm glad i'm done with it but as things go, it's not, you know, the absolute worst thing I've ever had to do. But just so you guys know, like, this week, this month has been full of work, which is why I have not been putting up, putting stuff out. It's all in the, the, the benefit. It's all in the service of putting things out. But it has not been directly actually releasing content, which always sucks, too. I always feel like um, – I always get sad when I don't put stuff out because I want feedback. You know, I like it when you guys – Listen to the episodes. You you talk to me. We talk to each other. Uh, you guys do your speculations and look at this. And I get messages and emails and all that stuff. That shit's great. And if I don't put stuff out, you know, I don't get that. So, you know, it, it sucks for me too. Um, but hopefully we will return to something approaching a reasonable, straightforward, and manageable schedule soon. I I, I swear to God. In other news, I can't announce any of the news that I have. <laughs> no, um, I made it to a million likes on TikTok, which was is absolutely the weirdest thing, uh, because I'm doing it with stuff that is absolutely not connected to this at all, to the point where I think I should maybe change my TikTok name. I'm not sure. I mean, it's still just me, but it's my like political stuff and me just giving like political takes and all that sort of nonsense. If you're not interested in that sort of shit, don't go over there. I tried doing horror content and like creepy stuff, but it just didn't play. And then just me complaining about shit and just being an absolute fucking juvenile on the internet has been it, it's great. It's a good way for me to blow off steam too. And I can tell it works because I'll get done after doing like it, when when the urge hits me, I'll do like a whole like day of doing TikTok shit, which is like usually making like one or two videos because I edit stuff and um re-record stuff over and over and over again really it's the the fucking pain in the ass part but man yeah my 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 channel has like multiple se- millions millions upon millions of views and 1 million total likes now which is cool because it gets to the point where it stops like you you get up to four digits right um when you get to the thousands once you cross over into 10,000, then it starts changing and it goes to 10K and like 10 point whatever. Um, and then once you get into like what would be a six digit number, it it kind of gets into it still stays like four. But now once I hit a million, you get the M there. And that's kind of cool. I don't know. But anyway, it, it's, it's it's a neat thing. It's a fucking neat thing. And I should be capitalizing on it and streaming and shit. And I'm fucking not. And I don't know why. It's just really hard for me to turn on my uh, my my webcam and just get going. I have everything set up. I literally just need to hit the on button. But there's just something about, like, my day-to-day appearance that I don't like. But everybody else that I see streaming literally just dresses like scrubs in their own fucking bedroom. Except for all the girls. All the girls. Well, most of the girls that are popular streamers. They all fucking put on makeup and stuff, but it is what it is. Um, all that aside though, I I, I think um, that that is pretty much the end of the news. Um, I don't have anything else going on except for all of the shit that I do have going on that I can't tell you guys about. Um, I do have some good interviews scheduled. I'm pretty sure coming up. Uh, we missed one guy. He had to reschedule. Um, Paul Kearns, is a, he's a sweetheart. He's out there in, in, in England, and so he's my second. Um, and then we have – I have some really, really good ones I think, or really, really interesting ones lined up, and hopefully we'll get to those soon. And and maybe I'll start interviewing some people you guys would actually be like uh, preemptively, pre, preemptively, preemptively um, interested in listening to because you already know who they are and you're like, oh, shit, I'll go check that out. Why not? But in any case, um, on to the discussion of fucking Knock at the Cabin by M. Night Shyamalan. So Knock at the Cabin by M. Night Shyamalan. It's the newest Shyamalan movie. It's the first Shyamalan film um, I have seen in years. I can't. No, I do. I remember the last one I saw, and it's not it's not old, but it's about old people. Um, maybe it's called like "Home Sweet Home." I, I can't remember. That's how fucking dull that movie was. I think I might have even revo- revealed, bleh, reviewed it on this podcast um, back when it came out, but God, this movie's fucking boogers. Um, it is Knock at the Cabin is based on a story, a novel called The Cabin at the End of the Universe by Paul Tremblay. Um, He is an author I've reviewed before he got a pretty fucking mixed review on the one novel that I've read from him. And this novel was actually the other one I was considering uh, reading from him before I went and saw the movie. Um, basically, I got cajoled into watching this film. I would never go see an M. Night Shyamalan movie on purpose it's not cause I'm a snob. It's cause I fucking hate his films. Like uh, he hasn't made a good movie at all. Like an actual like good, like, Hey, that's a good movie. I'm fucking glad that movie exists since the fucking two thousands. You know what I mean? And like, even, even if you're out there and you're an M night Shyamalan fan, like you have to admit, man, like you're, you're liking it in spite of the low fucking quality. Um, and, and this was, this is just an absolute low quality film and i'll talk a little bit about tremblay too cuz now i'm i'm concerned there doesn't seem enough it doesn't seem like there's enough of plot in this to 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 think that tremblay's book would have been not ruined by it but i don't know i am hesitant i was already hesitant to read it because tremblay's part of the uh the 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 the, the nightmare blowjob circle i don't know how to describe it anymore but There's just a small crew of horror writer types that are like mid tier famous that all sort of revolve around this same like this little puddle. There has to be some organizing factor because there's no it's a bunch of people that don't actually have conversations with each other that are like genuine friendship conversations. It's all kind of just like uh, it's like nods and like uh, fucking handshakes and stuff. It, It feels very phony. Um, and I'm not the only person that's noticed this, like a lot of other people have, and it's a very weird place. He's not like a suit. He's not one of the core members, I would say, but he's definitely like in that area. And, um, basically like if, if I, if I showed you this list of people, it would be a list of people who like, I've like gotten recommendations for their books that just did not pan out. A lot of, a lot of crushingly mediocre writers, Or good writers, which I think Tremblay might be, um, hampered by some sort of creative interference, I believe, to some degree. But I don't know. That's speculation. In any case, the plot of this movie is really what I'm getting to talk about. The plot of this movie is fucking dog shit, dude. It is stupid as fuck. It's so dumb that I was just like, it's it's and it's also like it's not just dumb. It's innocuous dumb. Like it's dumb for stupid people. Dumb. Where my biggest concern is like while I was watching it, I was just like, is this me being a pretentious asshole? Like, am I too old for things? But it, it it's a movie where people get hit in the fucking head with fucking farm implements. So that can't be the case. But it, it it's got it's just so fucking childish it is like and not even childish in a good way where it's like full of like uh spirit and like and joy it's just like a edgy ninth graders book like an, an edgy ninth graders f- script i guess in this case that is who i think would be writing this you know what i'm saying like a kid who's just like uh, gone through his first lit class and like knows how to associate colors with things. And that that's pretty much it. So yeah, I guess I'll just d- describe the plot directly and it's spoilers from here on out folks. Um, I, I, I think on one of these, I said, I would tell you where to skip to, but I I'm never going to remember to come back to this point to put that in. So just stop listening to the episode or just gently scroll forward. But I assure you, this is a, This is not a film where uh, you can be spoiled. There's not. Here's the real spoiler. This is it. Just skip twenty seconds ahead right now. There is no M Night Shyamalan twist. There is none. Okay, now you're done. That's the that. There was the spoiler. Now you can listen to the rest of this review. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the the, the the plot of the film is there is a, a girl who's this little um, East Asian girl. I think she's literally supposed to be Chinese from China. That's not me being like speculative about her origins or anything that she just like literally there's a scene where she gets adopted from like a Chinese nursery. Um, I think I can't remember exactly where it is, but that's what the characters on the wall look like. I could be wrong. But it just had that vibe. Um, and she's got two gay dads. Obviously, they're I guess well, I guess you could have two not gay dads. It'd be odd, but it could happen. Two, two and a half, two, two men and half a woman, and two two men and a girl, a guy, a girl, and a pizza place. Um the <sighs> the, the the movie starts with her collecting grasshoppers in a jar which is a very like poignant direct image. And you would think that it has something to do with the rest of this movie. And it doesn't. There you go. Maybe in the most tangential way, because eventually everyone ends up trapped in a cabin. I don't worry about that, but it literally, it's never really gone back to, it's never brought back up again. It's just absolutely pointless. She's out in this fucking field. Dave Batista comes up to her with his gigantic. Dave Batista is shot in the worst possible way in this movie. Um, maybe they were just trying to convey the size of him, and they kind of do do that. Like, he's, he's got really heavy footsteps and that sort of thing. But they have a fucking bad habit of overly tight camera angles in this film that uh, make Dave Batista's head look like a fucking swollen grapefruit about to fucking explode. The poor guy. He looks like he's about to start dripping blood from his fucking pores because he's got too much juice in his fucking skull, which all, all due respect to David Batiste. he's still a good looking guy. It's just the way that the light is on him and the overly tight angles on his head combined with the fa- fact that he's got darker skin. And I think he's the only person in the film wearing white, shirt with the kind of color grading that they've got going on it just all there's a bunch of bad decisions and they all coalesce in making dave Batista's head look like gigantic round and like a giant fucking blood orange and it's on screen almost every shot and he comes up to this little girl and she's collecting fucking fireflies i can't remember her name nor do i care to look it up i, I don't i don't care out of respect for all of the actors in this film, I will not name their names if I have forgotten them, so that they may be remembered for something else that they were in. Except for one notable thing, I'm going to be making absolute fun of. He talks to this girl. They have like a whole thing, and then he's like, "Oh, you have two dads. I know about your two dads. You just you have to trust me, and absolutely like let us into this cabin and blah 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 blah." He makes a bunch of like oddly semi-prophetic statements, which are never addressed again. Uh, none of the things that he says to her are done um, except for one thing, which is like, you have to trust me, which even that is ostensibly never done. Um, and, and none of this conversation is reconciled before the end of this movie. It is actually a complete waste of time. Um, you could cut out this entire first 20 minutes of this film and be okay. But basically, so there's a cabin, okay? There's the cabin. The girl goes inside the cabin because she's scared or whatever. Uh, And the fucking, she's got her two dads, they're in there. One of them's Jonathan Groff. He's the guy from Mindhunter, and also he played King George in Hamlet. Or Hamilton, not Hamlet. I don't think there's any kings in Hamlet named George. I'm pretty sure they're all. From fucking Amsterdam or something. I don't give a shit. Anyway, she goes in there. They get scared. Uh, the one dad that's the, the Jonathan Groff dad is like a fucking uh, idiot. I don't know how to fucking say it any better. He, he's he's a dipshit. And then the other dad is um, a, a wounded gay man uh, with a deep untreated ptsd issue uh and he's a little angry boy he's an angry boy i feel like these characters are supposed to be representing something and yet they don't and if they do represent something i i I piss on it it just doesn't make any fucking sense four people arrive at this cabin including Dave Batista and their number. Uh, they're all wearing different colored shirts that are tucked into their khaki pants. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and skip to the end of it. They're all supposed to be the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it's fucking dumb. It was the one thing that I was spoiled on going into this movie. And I thought at least it would be interesting. Um, they don't have any powers. They're just crazy people. And they have been drawing their dreams um, because they all have been having nightmares. And then they said they met on a message board and now they're there and they all had dreams of themselves wearing their specific colors and they had dreams to make these absolutely fucking stupid looking goddamn uh, farm implement tools. They call it. These are our tools, but they don't make any fucking sense and they don't correspond in any sensible way. To the individual fucking characters Like one of them's literally spo- Dave Batista is the white shirted one He's literally supposed to be death Why is he not carrying a scythe? Why not? What is it Two on the fucking nose? Are you going to ruin the spoiler that he's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse? They say it Basically in the first like six or seven minutes It's not Hard to figure out It's very irritating though um all of the four horsemen okay so it's him two ladies uh a a random black lady who's a nurse another uh lady of i don't know what and she's a fucking cook or something and then there's a fucking ginger and it's goddamn Rupert Grant it's it's fucking Harry fucking Potter's best friend uh Ron Weasley it, it's, <laughs> With a beard, he's also a bigot in this, a reformed bigot slash guy. All of them have little jobs that are the opposite of their real jobs. So there's this one lady who's famine and she's a cook. Death is a uh, second grade school teacher slash also a bartender, but that's fucking, why did they even bring that into the goddamn movie? It's fucking irritating. Um, the pestilence, as uh, the black lady. She's a fucking, um, nurse. Like I said, and Rupert Grint, his character is war and he, uh, is like a bomb, not a bomb. He's like a fucking gas line inspector in Boston or something. I don't know. Maybe the places where they're from are also supposed to be somehow indicative of their character, but I mean, it's so like, I don't give a fuck. It's, it's really like, okay, you can like fucking layer on all the symbolism you want, but this movie is fucking, it starts boring. It stays boring and it ends with the wettest fart of a wet fart. These guys start coming up to the house. They knock on the front door and they're like, Hey, we're going to come in and we've cut your phone line and there's no cell service out here. So just let us in because you're trapped. And there's a fucking five minute scene of them like breaking into the house And fucking Jonathan Groff and like... I don't know why they picked this fucking cabin. It's got glass everywhere. It's all glass. It's the most open to the outdoors cabin I've ever seen. All of the doors are glass doors. All of the fucking doors that aren't glass doors are really thin and flimsy. This cabin, you would feel like if it's the centerpiece of this film would be more interesting than what it is. It is a single set piece with an inside and an outside the entire time. And it is fucking dull as dishwater. It is a boring ass cabin. It is just fuck like wood floors and wood paneling. You can see, and we said this, I said this to my friends after we saw the movie, you can see into some of the other rooms at points, but they never go into them for any reason except for there's a half a fight in the same scene. That takes place partially in the kitchen, which looks considerably different. I think they cooked cooked in there, too. And then also the bathroom. They go in there for a little bit. And it looks different, but they're they're in there for 10 seconds. And I think I mentioned this before, but this entire movie is shot in fucking a series of close-ups. It's got an ensemble cast, and there are rarely shots where there's clusters of people talking to each other, like, in the same shot. You get like a medium of this person on a couch talking. You get a rack focus shot of three, the, the three people in a row, the two dads and the girl. She has a really dumb name. If, as I fucking recall, it sounds like it's like a goofy Shyamalan fucking, you know, making up a fake fucking name. I don't know, but like the, 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 the everything is bad. The, everything is bad. The lighting is horrible also and we don't know 100 percent because i haven't confirmed this yet but you can confirm this for me if you've seen this film when we went to go see the film there was for some reason uh a, a delay effect if you don't know what a delay is it's that echo when you listen to like a guitar or music and it goes like ding 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 you know and you can change it and it's da 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 but it's when when you do an e- like a if the the an echo right that's a delay basically in audio timing it 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 has the original signal and then it sends the signal again after a delay it can usually be used in a way to like articulate uh like an underwatery submerged drowning type feeling or the feeling of being stuck in a jar and it starts off like that and it, the the fucking effect comes and goes throughout the movie And we gave them the benefit of the doubt in the film that, uh, maybe, maybe it was just something wrong with our little theater here in Louisville. But I don't, I don't think that's the fucking case. I, I, my suspicion, uh, given other elements is that it was an intentional thing that somebody did because they're, they're stupid and bad at making films. But, and not necessarily M. Night Shyamalan. I feel like he didn't make anything is, There's nothing really uh, noticeable in this film that's very Shyamalan that I've seen in his other movies. I mean, maybe he did direct it, but I mean, specific to editing, I think he had somebody else do that. His, his dialogue is there. The dialogue in this film is, is horrible. It is nonstop bad. And also the direction of the way people deliver the dialogue is horrible. And I don't know, I if if it's like a fucking ESL thing with M Night Shyamalan, or if he actually thinks it sounds good to have people talk about it. But you know that the if you saw the happening, the first of the most legendary terrible M Night Shyamalan movies, the way that Mark Wahlberg talks in that one scene, he's like, "No, I don't want to do it. It's a thing. and na-na-na. And it's like somehow flat and arrhythmic at the same time. Everybody talks like this, especially if they have any ongoing monologues. That combined with the weird stereo shit was horrible. But also the bad camera angles and the lack of interesting camera work at all, at all. No interesting camera work has ever done in this. But all of that together is all made worse by the fact that there is, and I, this is absolutely an editing thing. There is a weird like Adobe After Effects of uh, non-premium edition built in. I, not even Adobe After Effects, like literally like iMovie. It's an iMovie uh, focus effect with like um, like a lens flare focus rack effect where you go like, D-d-d-d-d. you know, it, it's supposed to like it's mimicking uh, the autofocus on like a, and it's it's horrible and it, ha- it comes up a bunch of times when they do the rack focus thing that they're, that they do when they're trying to have people talk next to each other. And it's, it's jarring and it doesn't look good. And the, the, the whole film is edited and like, um, you know, they don't really do this anymore, but, uh, you know, when you when you develop film, you can develop it in different ways, right? And that used to be a big part of the things back in the day. But you don't really talk about the film's development now. You call, talk, you call it color grading and stuff like that. And you get a lot more specific because you can control all of these different factors instead of just like, you know, the specific amount of chemicals and light that you put on it. But I, I digress. But this film has a feeling like it was film and it was developed a certain way. And that way is bad. It has this dreamy quality to it. Um, it's blurry on the edges at times. The colors are sort of overly vibrant and yet muted at times too, especially the darker colors. So like greens and shit really pop. This is one of those things that comes into play when I'm talking about like fucking Uh, Batista's head looked like it was going to fucking explode half the time. And I don't know. I've seen a million fucking movies at my movie theater and they all looked fine and sounded fine. This is madness. If that was the case and and it wouldn't explain the rack focus and other things later, but just suffice to say this movie looks like shit the whole time. Maybe not necessarily like shit, but it doesn't look good. You know, like anybody could film this anybody and and it has that feeling of uh of you know just amateurish semi-competence where somebody was just like i'm gonna make a movie on my own and not like you know you you have like a bunch of multi-million dollar stars here you have a bunch of money to fuck around with you've already bought all of the equipment everything's there just fucking use it the right way you know what i'm saying but it just doesn't it doesn't have that vibe. It's like a fucking a, a drawing with no shading on it. It's just flat and dull and uninteresting to look at and uninteresting uninteresting to listen to. The score exists. I can't remember anything particularly interesting about it. There there's the only specific part of the score I can remember is diegetic music in scene that's used in two different scenes. It's fucking i don't know is it like wake me up before you go go it's one of those old fucking uh, like bubblegum pop songs uh that is just i don't know man it's just in there and it's a it's used in scenes and you know it's gonna get brought up again when it actually does get brought up again i think it's one of the only fucking recurring elements in this entire fucking show um that comes back. Everything else is just introduced and immediately put into play and half the time taken right back out of play. I mean, it's like we brought up this idea so that you can go, oh, idea, and then it's gotten rid of. Goodbye. Um, but yeah, the, the soundtrack's nothing. The I would say even the audio mixing's a little off. It's not bad. Like the Foley's fine. They clearly went out of house for the foley, but the way it's mixed in the Foley sounds too good compared to everybody else. And of course they do the overly deep thumpy footsteps and, you know, stuff, but I think it's a, a lot of it's because when the Foley artists put the movie together in order to give the, 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 the images on screen, some density and, and, and some, you know, assistance and in, in portrayal, like the shots that they're using are just so fucking boring. And the setting is so fucking boring. That, like, there's nothing for the Foley people to do other than, like, all right, we There's Dave Batiste's heavy-ass footsteps. There's, like, the one part at the very beginning where they break all the goddamn windows in is the only good part. But, I mean, yeah, that pretty much settles it. The movie looks, sounds, and it just vibes like shit. It is a zero-vibe film. Um, back to the plot. The the people break in. the four fucking horsemen of the apocalypse, right? Rupert Grint. It's the first time I've seen uh, Ron Weasley on screen in, like, I think, like, 10 fucking years as far as I can tell. Uh, he dies first. And um, it's a stupid death. It's a stupid, shitty, pointless death. He's all freaked out. I, I, you know, I'm not even going to get too deep into the plot because I honestly I don't care enough to recount it all he is the first for fucking horseman of the apocalypse and they fucking kill him. He puts a stupid white thing over his face. They kill him by hitting him in the head with this stupid farm tool things that they brought. And it's like, why did he bring one? Like, shouldn't he hit himself with it or something? Like, why the fuck are you guys bringing these tools to hit each other with? If you're not even gonna use the ones that you have with your own, it's so fucking dumb but like he gets killed and dragged outside and that's it. That's basically, that's it for Rupert Grant's character for the rest of this. There's two flashback scenes that maybe, or maybe not. It's him and it's dumb. I won't, I won't even get into it right now. So the fucking, this is one of the first funny things in the film. And it's just the terrible pacing of it as well is that they take forever to get to this fucking point. And then he, this guy dies and it's supposed to be super intense. Um, and, uh, I didn't even say why he dies yet, but I'll, I'll get to it. Cause that's fucking stupid as shit too. Um, it takes super fucking long. And even he's just like, you know, we just got to get to it. We got to get to it right now. Da-da-da-da-da. And they kill him. And they're like, yep, we were, we needed to do it as fast as we could. Fucking Dave Batista. And then they're like, okay, we're going to give you a whole day to think about this fucking thing. And then like, it wasn't that big of a rush. Cause they could have waited overnight. <laughs> so stupid. But Um, so yeah, these guys are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They're not on horses, which pisses me off. There's no fucking horses. They all drive in the same truck together too. You find that out at the end, which is just absolute. It's so fucking dumb and they're played blatantly as though they are. There's, there's a, an undercurrent of vibe in this that is just not, no one's acting good enough and then the writing isn't good enough to get it done where it's like, Maybe they're not the four horsemen, but you're like, it's an M night Shyamalan movie. He's a fucking moron. Of course, they're going to be the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And if they're not, this is a fucking government program about whether or not you can get your spouse to kill your spouse. And and that doesn't even fucking happen. So what they say is uh, there's three of you. One of you has to kill one of the other people as a sacrifice for humanity to avoid the apocalypse. This has been happening since the beginning of time. You can't leave the cabin and we are going to kill one of our own number over and over again. Uh, and, and and each time they kill themselves, uh, part of humanity is judged. And then those people start dying IRL. So there's a TV. They cut the fucking phone line to this place, but somehow the goddamn TV still has reception, which is so fucking stupid. And they turn on the news And you see like, oh, yep, there's going to be fucking floods and blah, 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 blah. blah. They name the shit that's going to fucking happen. And it's like sort of correlated, but maybe there's a doubt. It might not be them fucking killing themselves and causing these things to happen. But it fucking is. Um, And so you get to see a lot of uh, a lot of bad CGI. It starts off with the best scene in the film, I would say, is a big CGI, CGI tsunami wave crashing down on this island and fucking washing some people away that's the best one the thing is is I like it's filmed on somebody's phone camera but i don't think they were like streaming or anything and so like how did they get the film but also like why wouldn't they just be streaming like wouldn't that be the best like a streamers out there you just have a second sorry that's actually a thought he was never going to do that my bad um But anyway, they fucking watch this shit and the people are like, that could have happened. And then they turn the TV off. And this is after Rupert Grint dies and they leave the TV off for a day. And they're like, so you really should take us up on our offer and just like kill one. One of you should kill the other one. You can't kill yourself. Fucking so stupid. So stupid. And and, like Rupert Grint's like, oh, we got to hurry up. We're wasting time. But like, how are you wasting time? Like shit doesn't happen until you guys do it. And so like, if you're not doing it and you don't kill each other, like, does nothing happen? Like none of that has gone into, it's just this absolute hard line in the sand, which I guess is kind of Christian Bible-y, you know, that's how things happen in the Bible, but also the Bible's a fucking stupid ass book. Like it's full of plot holes and contradictions and it's, it's not really that well written. We, we, we've done better in the last 2000 years of, of storytelling (laughs) And also like the point of the Bible is it's about fucking commands, but you never really get into that either. Cause they never explicitly say, um, I mean, it's all Christian coded, but they never really explicitly say it is Christian. I don't think, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if uh, the, if Islam has four horsemen of the apocalypse, um, I I know Judaism can't have the four horsemen of the apocalypse because that's in revelations and that's, that's Christian shit. So it's literally only Christians that have the four horsemen. Um, I guess everybody has some sort of apocalypse, right? But who, who the fuck, who the fuck knows? I don't, it's insanity in any case. Um, Yeah, it's just, even the the better implications of it are never really gone into. The best they get for a sub-narrative is just like, maybe it's not real, you know? And you can kind of, like, fucking, like, I literally, like, it, I, it, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm imagining M. Night Shyamalan watching me, watching it through like a, a, a one-way screen. Like he's looking through the screen at me and going like, can you, do you get it now, buddy? Do you get it now? Like what the, what if it's real? What if it's not? It's like, I fucking know, dude. I'm not four. I feel like M. Night Shyamalan needs to just make shit for kids But even saying that, I know that he made that Avatar the Last Airbender movie, and that was apparently one of the biggest pieces of dog shit that has ever existed. So I guess he can't even fucking do that. Mind-blowing. Anyway, the horsemen kill each other off over and over and over again, all right? Um, The the next one, they kill the next lady uh, who is um, famine. She cooks breakfast for everybody a day later, and then uh, she gets griefed dragged outside or no she gets put on like a bed or something and like the one guy gets there's probably some supposed supposed to be some metaphor maybe with the the rooms that they're getting taken to like she gets to go to the bedroom the one lady i think gets put in the kitchen dave batista kills himself on the porch eventually uh, spoiler um but like I don't know. There's just no, there's no reason. There's no, like, I don't want to look into it. I don't feel like if I understood all of the lore of knock at the cabin, I would hate it any less because like the lore is like that's icing on a cake. That's supposed to be good on its own. And it really just isn't like, this is not, this is not the quality level, the, of, uh, you know, the, the social impact level of stuff that I would have had to do a book report on in like eighth grade. So like, no, I, No, absolutely not. But every time they kill each other uh, or themselves or whatever the fuck, um, they turn on the TV for another five fucking seconds. And basically the whole movie is convincing the angry dad to kill the stupid dad, which you can fucking see coming from the beginning because stupid dad falls and hits his head and sees like a figure and standing in light in the mirror. I don't know. Um, Jonathan Groff's character is the stupid dad and he's just super boring and he's he Jonathan Groffs at the whole time I don't know how to say that any better but if you've ever seen Mindhunter he does that like lean in and whisper insistent uh, I don't know gay schoolboy like thing he's just got a specific Groff vibe and he groffs through this what if it's real that kind of bit and then honestly like angry gay dad's probably the best acted character and he's just upset and pissed off and like wants to leave the whole time which you know I get the girl character is there existing she is useless she could not be in this film nothing would change it literally would be more interesting without the little girl character because she's not only useless she, When you put her on screen, she just Wastes time, it's just a, a waste Of time, while the, the Grownups are fucking talking here her, her, her childishness Her like, innocent, none of that has anything To do with the price of butter She's not involved in the final decision She leaves during it And goes out and sits in a fucking Treehouse, she, she's useless If she's metaphorical For some fucking new spring, new beginning I don't fuck, I don't give a shit Worthless character Get the fuck rid of her. The entire thing would have been better. Also, I just remembered one of the other dumb things. Dave Batista is fucking huge, right? And he, when they break into the house, he comes in through the basement, up through like this basement door that's padlocked and breaks his way in. Literally 30 minutes later, the little girl has to try to escape through the basement and the gigantic basement door that he came up through leads to a crawl space that is like so small, she has to crawl through it. Dave Batista is eight times the size of this little East Asian girl. She is his fucking calf muscle at best. He's wearing a white shirt and she has to crawl out on her hands and knees through a dirt filled fucking uh, crawl space to get out from underneath the house. And that just pisses me off. This bad continuity, just dog shit, just dog shit fucking writing start to finish. And it's the Shyamalan special, you know what I mean? it's it's bizarre, it's bizarre at this point, but I mean, I guess his movies make money, so we fuck ungots um, like whatever the fuck anyway, all of these people start they all kill each other eventually, and we're left with the choice of fucking angry gay dad killing dumb gay dad, and he kills him, he shoots him in the fucking chest and drops, and that's fucking it the the outside starts catching on fire because it was raining fire from the skies the, the, the plagues are stupid as fuck the plagues are fucking lame and also as I believe wrong they are just wrong like I don't maybe they're not the I, and it's been a while since I've read revelations like literally since I was in fucking high school I think but um War should just be war. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I guess they, they don't have the fucking balls to do that. So when war kills himself, his plague isn't fucking war. It's just tsunamis, which is stupid as fuck. It's dumb. Wars plague should be fucking war. There's plenty of like rogue States out there with nukes have like somebody having been stolen nuke or something and detonate it. Like London's gone because you guys didn't say shit that would have fucking amped it up to a hundred. And like the whole thing is that these guys, uh, angry gay dad says, you guys cannot be, um, fucking real. You're like part of a doomsday cult. Right. And you guys are all doing this and we're just part of this sick fucking game. And, and the first thing is just clearly a natural disaster. And the best that they could do with it was be like, Oh, you fucking taped it. You taped it or you knew what time this would be on. And, It could have happened at some other time. Have it be a fucking nuke. It's kind of undeniable, but also it would just equally plant the seed of like, you guys are fucking terrorists. And this is crazy cult terrorist dipshittery. Like it would have been so much better. It took me two seconds to think of that. And it's like, just fucking try harder. Fucking Shyamalan. Like you're so fucking, you're so fucking lazy, dude. Oh my, just think for a second. You have no fucking responsibilities in life. You're rich. Just think for two seconds and write a better movie. Famine or... Yeah, what is... Famine's next. And what the fuck was Famine's? Uh, I think Famine's was just like COVID. Like there was like a severe COVID outbreak. But that's fucking stupid because that should be fucking Pestilence's thing. Yeah, that's right. Because... The next thing is the the outbreak of sickness, but they go out of order because I think the lady that plays um the uh the 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 black nurse lady is I think a more famous well, I know she's more famous than the fucking famine lady, but I think she's famous enough that they're like, we gotta keep her in the movie longer and she has to have like a serious part. But for some reason they're just like, but she has to be. She has to be pestilence, right? This is the pestilence lady. So the famine thing has nothing to do with famine at all. It in in instead of being famine, it's people getting sick, which is are you fucking stupid? That's pestilence's thing. And it doesn't it could it it oh it's so fucking so fucking stupid. All of these things could have basically been changed. Then when famine dies or pestilence dies, her thing is fucking airplanes falling out of the sky. All of the airplanes stop talking to people on the ground and just jetting into the ground, but not all of them. And it sort of doesn't, it happens sporadically, but also when you're looking at it, the planes are just going like, blah, 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 and just like fucking obliterating the ground. And I, I gotta say this this is the thing I was talking about earlier with bad CGI. All of the planes that they show crashing are just the same uh, pre-fab like Boeing 747 white wing model that, and it's, it's that every time. And when they show them they're some of them are flying directly into the ground or like the, when they describe it at least, but when you see them, they're never flying like directly into the ground or they rarely are. They're spinning, just kind of spinning. Like you literally, literally Like somebody put the 3D model into fucking blender and animated it to rotate on its fucking axis. And then like just recorded that and just kept putting that video in different places and then animating it falling to the ground. They look like shit. And one of the fucking funniest parts of the goddamn movie is uh, angry gay dad comes out considering murdering his, uh, fucking you know husband and while he's standing there like looking off uh you know pensively into the distance as like lightning begins to strike the forest around them and set it on fire which is like the most like undeniable fact of of everything whatever one of the little planes just spins behind his head and it it's the worst looking and the most obvious bad cgi it's not even like the right color tone for the sky. I think it's just like clearly, clearly a fucking thing. Like someone's like, put another one in there. Or maybe even it's just one of those, like somebody watched too many cracked.com articles. It was like things that you were snuck into movies. that shouldn't have been there. And like, I'm going to sneak that one in. And then like, it just got through and they're like, Oh, actually it looks like shit. And I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Dave Batista slits his throat on the front porch. And then like, that's the end. He's like, all humanity has been judged. And then that's the end of Dave Batista, And we're joking in the movie theater like that this dude's going to be bleeding from his neck for like five hours trying to get all the goddamn blood out of his head, poor bastard. And um, then that that's when like everything starts catching fire. And they make the little girl go sit in the treehouse, even though all the trees around her are getting struck by lightning uh, and catching fire. And then he goes inside and he shoots Jonathan Groff. And like um, they – all the stuff starts abating. They watch the news and the news is like, oh fuck, we thought everything was gonna be crazy, but things things seem less crazy now. The random storm that started up where fire was raining from the sky is 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 done. It's it's done now. Mm-hmm. Um and then they, they get in the people's car that they used to drive there, which is just like a blue truck that belonged to the one guy, uh the first guy that died, Rupert Grant's character, and they drive to a diner And like all the people are like, Oh wow. I guess apocalypse just blew over. And then they get in their car and they play this stupid song from before. And there's like the closest thing to a moment in this entire film of like, that's actually kind of moderately human. And then the movie ends Um, during when they're driving there, it's raining. And uh, the green screen, they use a green screen effect for these two people driving in a car where you can barely even see the backs of their heads. It's shot from the back seat. Literally no reason you couldn't have just gone outside and driven the fucking car. <laughs> no reason at all. But they green screened it. There's nothing even interesting happening. It's just like a big reddish after storm sunset. Like turn a fucking camera on in spring and drive on the fucking highway going west. You did it. Or east or whatever the fuck. Like that's that's it, man. That that's the whole vibe you fucking you've accomplished it the movie is terrible it is unforgivably shit there's so many things that were dumb that i fucking forgot to talk about each one of the fucking horsemen has some sort of weird little shit ass backstory all of them are fucking boring um all of the plagues are fucking stupid um they don't even get on horses i thought that there was going to be a cool twist at the end. Hope I was no, I wasn't thinking. I was hoping really. I was just like th- this is you I'm owed this at this point because I fucking came in here and I'm sitting watching this intentionally. That maybe all of the dead bodies would get up because that's what happens. Is the dead get up and walk the earth? Uh god damn it. And uh nope. That doesn't happen. Like I thought I'd see like Rupert Grant with his head all split open catch fire and hop up on a red stallion and fucking lead the rest of them. Like whatever, you know, black horse fucking death came on a pale horse. Like all that shit. Right. And death is supposed to be Jesus too kind of like sort of kind of, and the other ones, like he's the rider on the pale horse, maybe, maybe not. (sighs) And it's like, like, you're making me feel really fucking bad because like the one good thing I can say that comes from my fucking dog shit Catholic upbringing is that occasionally I see biblical references that I get and I'm like, Hey, I read that book. I get that reference. And, uh, that's not it, man. That's not it. It doesn't fucking, it just, it doesn't happen in this. It's like, I just don't, I don't get it. The, the, the plagues as far as I can remember the horsemen, just depending on which you uh how you translate it actually are um war pestilence famine and death sometimes instead of famine or war you have time which is stupid as fuck like that's just the dog shit fucking horseman of the apocalypse um and I think that's the one in uh on on um The Four Horsemen by Metallica off their debut album, Kill 'em all, which is like a fucking actually slapping ass album. It's so weird. The the kids that made that album would fucking hate Metallica these days. They'd be like fucking losers, dude, fucking old guys. Uh but I digress yeah like here's here's a for like this is a freebie all right just imagine that this movie's better and it fucking slaps okay uh all of the people die it doesn't matter the the stupidest death by the way this is one of the things i forgot to mention is uh the nurse the black lady uh she gets shot there's one black character in this and she gets shot um she uh She chases fucking angry dad out there. He's all got all the PTSD. So he's got a fucking gun and a little gun safe in his car that is not only unloaded with the magazine out of it, but the magazine doesn't even have any fucking bullets in it, which is just stupid. Like you can keep fucking bullets in the magazines. You absolute fucking maroons, unless it's like absolutely against the law where you are. And if you're going to go to a fucking cabin in the middle of the woods and you're worried about getting fucking hate crimed so much that you like, have started boxing and filling your house full of like, uh, guns and fucking hidden weapons and security materials. Maybe fucking bring the goddamn gun inside with you. How fucking, how stupid are you? you You, 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 you dipshit. I guess you would fucking like clip them all. Cause they can all just die. But she, she follows him out to the car and she's like, don't do it. Don't get the gun. And he gets the gun and it takes him forever. And she's like stabbing him in the side with the stupid fucking thing that she made. And, uh, he shoots at her and misses. And then she runs away like a goofball. It's like in the, in the script ahead, you just be like, she flees. And then he goes back inside the house to like get his fucking family. Cause there's tires. It doesn't matter. But, um, then he's standing in there and she just sprints in through the door and he just fucking like 180 no scopes her and just absolute clipped right in the chest fucking play of the game play of the game and uh and, and she just gets deuced and then fucking batista goes over and just smashes her head in and fucking another part of humanity has been judged so fucking it's, it's such a dumb fucking movie um and it's not even fun it's not fun don't i'm i'm talking shit and i'm chuckling and shit it's not fun at all it's an unfun film um What I would have done different. Almost everything. Literally almost everything. I don't even like the premise, really. But, like, if I had to keep the premise, I'm assuming that this is based on Tremblay's book, uh, all of the plagues would have been less shit and more, like, in line with their suspicions and had something to do with their fucking characters at all. So, like, just started off with, like, war. And there's just, fuck, there's nukes. Make it feel like a fucking apocalypse is happening. But, like... Maybe they're, you know, not that impressed because, you know, we've been talking about nukes fucking forever. Oh, the studio wouldn't release it. Then, fuck, then fucking chop your foot off. I don't give a shit. Like, what does that have to do with the price of butter in Egypt? Just fucking do it. Do it because I said so. It's going to be a better film. Nukes, three nuclear explosions in multiple cities. Like tens of, th- hundreds of thousands of people are dead. And uh, more nukes are, like, suspected to be out there and like it's like thankfully the nukes didn't hit like major metropolitan centers and like first world nations uh, because like there would have been mutual destruction. And so, And then you can have some little parable moment where you're like, oh, yeah, I guess when the best thing that can happen is that millions of poors die instead of millions of riches, then – Fuck, truly we are to be judged everyone's like we are to be judged or some shit like that make them a little bit more culty make them give them some vibe dude they literally show up like they're all fucking getting ready to apply for the same job as a plumber's apprentice and they, they, the costumes is stupid their fucking weapons that they have are fucking stupid as shit but at least that makes sense with war then you know what follows war but famine Um, by the way, the four horsemen of the apocalypse is literally allegorical to just things that happen all the time. When you have war is the, usually the first thing that happens when everyone starts fucking ending the world, IE destroying their own country or civilization. You go to war and you spend too much time at war and it fucks up your food rations. Your food rations go bad. People start getting sick. You get famine. Once you have famine for too long, People start getting sick. They start getting desperate. They stop taking care of themselves. There's bodies in the streets. Pestilence spreads. Once you have a bad pestilence and everybody starts getting sick, then it's death. Everybody dies. But once everybody starts dying, then things can start getting better again. That's that's why it's like that. And that's why the four horsemen have a fucking order in the first place. If you didn't know. And it's also why having time as one of the fucking four horsemen is like stupid as shit, okay? It fucking doesn't make any goddamn sense. It ruins the parable of the fucking apocalypse, which you you wouldn't think is a thing that's possible, but it it is (sighs) famine can just be famine. Like just starvation is just fucking popping off. Just have a bunch of people like literally like there's just a famine now. Like everything doesn't get to be good the next day. Okay. Like, uh, because of the nukes, like literally just have it lead into one thing into another, uh, major supply lines have been destroyed and, uh, it, we are receiving reports that the fallout from these nuclear weapons is destroying major agrarian centers here, 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 and here. And that also like another nuclear bomb has gone off this time in like Kansas city. So like millions, like literally millions of people are already dead, even though they don't know it because famine. And then you can be like, "Oh shit. There's some fucking continuity here. This makes fucking sense." You know, and it's like, "Oh, this is all just part of your plan." Like you can have that sh- that sort of vibe but then keep it fucking going, right? And then the sickness can come out of fucking nowhere and they're like, "Oh, we have reports. What originally we 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 were having reports of stuff that people near the bomb sites um what we originally thought might be uh some sort of like new Novel radiation poisoning or radiation sickness is actually a novel virus that is mutating because of this uh, poison, like fucking, you know, it's spreading rapidly. We strongly suggest that this, that people like stay indoors, that you quarantine, blah, 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 blah. And the fucking virus is just blossoming throughout the land, right? It's just going everywhere and people are dying super fast. It's just, I don't know, super diarrhea. So, like, there's there's news reports of whole city streets filled with blood and shit. Which sounds like uh, almost, I said it funny, but now that I'm saying it out loud, that sounds like fucking Golgothic. You know what I mean? That's like, that's fire. That's that's so, fire, blood, sickness, okay? What follows last is death. And it just, it's everything. It's all of the other things. Death is just all of the other things at once. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, We have reports that um, fucking multiple countries have fired their nuclear arsenals into the sky, mutually assured destruction. They're freaking out. And then like, he's like, you know, humanity's been judged. Do the thing. Kill fucking dumb shit. Gay husband. And uh, fucking the nukes like literally are evaporated from the sky by like white light. Just. (laughs) Some sort of and people are like, Oh, it was a solar flare, blah blah blah, and then everyone's like, I saw Jesus, I saw Jesus sitting on the moon, right? And like, you know, don't end it on fucking sunshine and rainbows like this one. I was like, oh, everyone gets a new star. Like, no, fuck no, millions of people are still dead, dying, and are going to continue dying. Like, you you didn't stop all of the things that led to the apocalypse. It's gonna be so much more fucking interesting. And then gangster shit just fucking start playing like uh i don't know bah, bah, b- start playing gangsters fucking paradise by coolio i was spending my spine in gangsters paradise. that's actually got a pretty fucking like actually like religious-y vibe to it if you know the song and then then After he's saying, like, his husband stands up dead with his eyes all fucking whited out because the dead will fucking walk the earth, and he wanders outside to aimlessly wander, and he has to, like, confront, like, oh, shit, I made a real-ass sacrifice. And then when he goes outside, like, Dave Batista has killed himself. All the fucking guys, if if the fucking horsemen are going to kill themselves, make them do it in a cool way with the shit that they think. War should have a fucking sword that he falls on or that he fucking cleaves himself with. Uh I think Death would have a scythe. I think Pestilence has I can't remember what Pestilence has. I think it's like a doctor. I think Pestilence literally is supposed to in some of them have like a doctor's stiletto. So like they would slit their own throat or something, right? Death just cuts his own fucking head off with a thing. War puts it through his fucking skull. Um Famine's I think is a scales, right? And she just like uh, hangs herself with it or something like that. And, uh, I think that's right. Maybe she has a trident. I can't remember. It doesn't really fucking matter. But in any case, all of them are fucking wounded and shit, but then they stand up and like their own fucking like blood and brains and skulls are just like frozen, like hovering in place around them. Why like this fucking ethereal, violent light shines from within and fucking, Uh, Rupert Grint's walking, and he's like all red, and he just catches fire, and just holds his hand out in front of him, and a fucking horse erupts from the ground underneath him, and like fucking, he's like, and fucking rides off with his fucking flaming sword uh to 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 complete his judgment because they didn't make the fucking decision in time. Like they stopped the full apocalypse, but people still gotta get fucking cracked. And fucking pestilence. Hers is just like she just and like fucking floats into the sky. And famine, because like famine's like dust and shit. She just goes and blows away like fucking rotten crops. And all of the all of the the leaves and shit are like dying in the fucking the trees are collapsing and curling around her, you know, and like, you can't even barely see her. She's just like this, uh, this like form of dust and stuff. And finally, like fucking Batista stands up and he like holds up his hands and like his scythe is there. And in his other hand, he holds his like literal, like severed fucking head and like a white light burns through it. And all that remains is his skull And he like sets it like in front of him and it elongates into a horse skull. And then he just steps up onto like his own horse as it just materializes from like light and fucking like heat and fucking angry dad has to like cover his fucking face. The girl's not there. Fuck her. She's done. She's not even in this fucking movie. And he just watches... Like as Batista's like shoulders turn to him and you can like, th- you get a feel for it. You know, Maybe the pumpkin head is gone now, but he's looking at him and he just holds up his scythe and just fucking rips the fucking like firmament in half. And just like, it just becomes like night everywhere. Like just a whole, fu- like a darkness rips across the earth and he rides into it. And all the trees are skeletal. And Jonathan Groff is just like wandering out you know, away into this, like, smoking, rotten void of forest while uh, angry gay dad stands there with, like, a gun in his hand, like, oh, shit, such are the results of of a life that we have lived. We have sowed the wind, and now we must reap the whirlwind. Dude, it's the fucking apocalypse. Do fucking gangster shit. Go hard, man. Why the fuck can't people just do cool things in movies? I just fucking made that up. That's how hard it's that easy. You just fuck, make it up. Make it up. Summon in your heart old fucking covers of heavy metal magazine. Smoke fucking weed if you need some goddamn chemical assistance. And just make up the wildest shit. Just start talking. Just vomit things into existence And then put them on paper and then have somebody pay for you to put them on film so that I can fucking enjoy something for once. God damn it. How fuck? I'm pissed now. I'm upset. I was going into this like, this is just fun. I'm just having a good time. Now I'm fucking pissed that I can't watch that better movie that I just fucking invented and and I don't get to see it. Cock fucking shit sucking balls. God damn. That's, that's it. Fucking. (laughs) Knock at the cabin. Absolute piece of shit. Uh, don't go see it. I think we said that it would be a perfect airplane movie uh, to to half forget by the time that you arrive somewhere 12 hours later. All right, everybody. That is the end of the episode. Thank you for coming in to hear me uh, whine endlessly about an M. Night Shyamalan film. I hope you enjoyed uh, the little bit of it that you heard. Um, I am, uh, I know that content has been a little weird right now, um, coming out, but I've been doing just so much stuff on the back end and kind of just reorganizing things and resettling stuff. And, uh, some of you guys know, but I can't talk about it just yet. Um, we have a big announcement coming up for the podcast here in the future and some things are going to be having changed around and stuff, but it's going to be good. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, we'll get to that. And talk about that when, when the time comes. But it has been occupying a lot of my time. But now that it's done, and I'm kind of on the other side of it, <laughs> for the most part, um, I, am, I am getting back to uh, regular content creation and uh, just going to be start putting stuff out again. So thank you so much. Anybody here who's new or who is just, uh, just hanging out, just stopping by, popping by for the ride. Um, what's up, man? Hello. Thank you for joining us and coming in and sitting through an HLC. If you want more of this podcast or you're just hearing this last little bit at the end, um, subscribe wherever you are to this podcast. Find us on, uh, any podcatcher that you use. West side fairy tales, horror and, uh, dark fiction stories. West side fairy tales, horror and league club. If you search for it, you'll find it. Sub to us. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Westside fairy tales. It's great. It's good. Get involved. Help me keep this shit going. Um, all that aside, uh I don't think I have any additional announcements at the end, so thank you all for sticking around and until next time, as always. Stay safe out there.